Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 321, and welcome back to my front porch. You got the fire on. It is chilly tonight. It's going to get down, I think, to like 30 degrees tomorrow, uh, at least in the morning. Uh, and then it you know, kind of heats up to about 65, so people in Phoenix cannot complain. Uh, but a little chilly. It's kind of nice. I actually love being out here when, with the fire on. I, I, you know, I got my hoodie on. <laughs> I, I kind of dig it. I kind of like it a lot. So I uh, hope you all are, are doing well uh, into this new year. I hope it's been so good. Um, and again, I, I think the idea of a new year for me, and I know I've hit this in the last couple podcasts, um, is uh, don't set yourself up uh, for failure. Uh, pace yourself. One of the things that I have learned where I've really failed is, you know, starting off big. And you know, I'll give you an example. I started working out. And I haven't worked out for a long time, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to work out. Now, old Jeff, what Je- I would, old Jeff would do is go to the gym and I go, I got to hit 100. I got to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. I got to do these dumbbells, all this. I mean, it's just crazy insanity. So I thought, new Jeff went, you know what? Who, who do you, you got to prove? You got nothing to prove to anybody. So I just started doing 25 push-ups. Then I went to 50 push-ups. And now I'm doing 100, 100 push-up sets, 100 sit-up sets. And, and kind of pushing myself, but a little bit at a time. Pace. Pace in the push. Um, and I think so often what happens is people go, all in in January and then kind of burn out and then kind of, you know, by February, March are just done. And then it's like every year, it's like the same thing. Like, don't do it. Just pace yourself, you know? And some of you are like, I'm on a, I'm on a reading plan or I'm on a this and I'm going to read 50 books. And when it's like, no, just take each day at a time. You know, I mean, this passage we're going to go through today in the context of the passage is like, you just live a day at a time. Um, and again, that doesn't mean you don't plan. It doesn't mean you don't think it's not like that, but it's just like, if you're stressing yourself out or if you're setting yourself up for failure, none of those things are good. And then you get into the shame cycle and that's not helpful. So like, do yourself a favor and pace yourself, give yourself just some reasonable goals. I know I want to go all in, but I'm just going to back up a little bit and go, you know what? I'm just going to read a verse a day, or I'm going to read a chapter a day or whatever that is. But make it a consistent thing, you know, kind of like what I did with push-ups. I was actually telling that to Patty. We went and worked out uh, as a family tonight, which was cool. And I said, you know, really proud of myself. Usually I just crush myself and then I kind of give up because I'm like, this is no fun. Um, but I've been pacing myself and I've been staying fairly consistent. And I think it's because I, I didn't go all in. I just kind of took my time. So as you head into this new year, uh, just pace yourself. A little moment at a time, a little thing at a time is a really good thing because the goal would be at the end of the year, you're like, wow, I actually got some stuff done. Uh, and it wasn't because I killed myself in the month of January or February. It's because I just kind of paced myself through those months. Uh, huge thanks to all of you who continue to listen. Um, if you would subscribe, that would be so great. Uh, it's really helpful. So thanks for those of you who have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, do that. All it basically does is kind of let you know when new podcasts are coming out. Uh, and so I would appreciate that. Thank you so much for subscribing. Um, and then also, uh, for those of you who give, I'm really, really thankful for each and every one of you who give truly. Thank you so much. 
And if you'd like to do that, you can go to frontporchconfessional.com and there's a little button there that says partner and it gives you multiple different ways in which you can partner. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those of you who have faithfully, faithfully partnered over the years. All right, our passage. Our passage for today is Matthew 6, 21. Matthew 6, 21 says this, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. A passage you've probably heard before, but Matthew 6, 21 once again says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be all, uh, also. Um, my grandmother, who I love dearly, my grandma, Grandma Goki, I love, she was a, a quiet Southern woman uh, from Tennessee, Tennessee, and she loved coffee and she loved pie. She loved coffee and pie. So we used to eat coffee and pie together. Yeah, I drink coffee and eat pie together. And we'd always be on road trips and she'd be like, okay, you know, could Bill, my dad, uh, could we stop for some coffee and pie? So we would do that. So sweet Southern lady uh, had gone through a whole lot in her life and at some point just decided she wasn't going to use the banks too much. <laughs> so um, she would store money all over the house um so when she had passed away you know it was kind of like a little scavenger hunt of going like you know where where did she hide this stuff well come to find out she used to drive these k cars some of you will know what that is millennials gen z's if you're listening just google it uh but uh, k cars were like these square cars my grandmother worked for the post office and she she would drive those things so they died and then she'd park them on her property huge property in the middle of nowhere in michigan and she'd park them on her property. And so every, no one thought anything of it. Well, come to find out, Grandma was uh, putting money in those cars. <laughs> and it was kind of like her bank on her property. And uh, it's where, you know, so when and she passed away, it was like all this stuff that people found is where she was kind of hiding that stuff. She didn't take it with her. It was just kind of this place where she was like, she wasn't trying to be rich, but she was trying to be wise. And she kind of hid it in all these places uh, around the house. What I love about Matthew 6, and I would say Matthew 6, the chapter of Matthew 6, is probably one of the chapters in the Bible that has one of the most profound influences in my life. Um, and Matthew 6.33 has been a verse that has really been, has really gotten me. And then that whole section about not being anxious and watching the birds and look at the flowers and don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough trouble on its own has been a really, really profound thing for me. And if you know anything about me sitting out here on the front porch, um, a big part of that is watching the birds. Part of the reason why I watch those birds is because they remind me of this passage. But if you back up a bit, you get into this section where it's talking about treasure. Um, and, and, and Jesus is really trying to go like, you know, honestly, one, what are you really treasuring? You know, and he's trying to go like, most of us are wandering around this world building up a bunch of stuff for ourselves. Now, here's the thing. And I, I've talked about this before. I love getting things. I love boxes. I like to open up boxes. I'm a gift person. I think I'm more of a gift person than I want to admit, I think. But I really love getting gifts. And I think a part of why I like giving gifts, getting gifts is because I like surprises and I like getting little things. And, and Jesus is almost like, okay, that's fine, you know. But is that your life? Is your life revolving around stuff? Just stuff that truly is just going to go away. And this is what he's trying to expose. And one of the things I just 
I just love that Jesus does so often is he's getting to the point. You know, you have the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus with this audacious request of wanting, and it was an honest request about the kingdom of heaven and getting into the kingdom of heaven and what do I have to do? Um, and he goes in this elaborate, you know, uh, declaration to Jesus and conversation with Jesus. And he talks about, man, he's done the, he's doing some of the right stuff. He's obeying the laws. And, and then Jesus starts talking about his stuff. And all of a sudden it gets real awkward. I always find that to be real interesting. It's like at church, you start, t- you can talk about a lot of stuff. All of a sudden you start talking about money and people just go, oh, here we go. I'm like, why is that? Is it really that precious to us? I think it is. I think for some of us, our whole, all of our value is based upon what we have or what we don't have. There's like aspiration. There's these like dream boards that people have, vision boards, whatever they call them. And it's all about acquiring these things. Because to some degree, these things start to define who we are. They de- declare some form of status or success in this world. And, and, and that seems to soothe some insecurity inside of each one of us. We've made it. We've arrived. We're going to be okay. You know, and, and right now I find it so interesting is that, you know, everybody's, there's a lot of people that are stocking up because they are afraid of a recession they're, or they're afraid of Armageddon or whatever, a zombie apocalypse, a, a zombie apocalypse. Like, you know, it's like we're storing up. My grandparents were like Y2K people. And so they were like storing up all this stuff. And, and Jesus just going like, whoa, whoa, where your treasure is. What you value, what you're about, is is telling where your heart is, what you're about. You know, remember, Proverbs is going, guard your heart. It affects everything you do. And it's why when that treasure gets threatened, we freak out. Now, that treasure could be time. That treasure could be money. That treasure could be your husband or your wife, which, by the way, you'll, <laughs> if that's where your treasure is, you'll, you'll be disappointed, right? And it's true of all the things. Um, I always, you know, with Patty, I'm like, I know. <laughs> she married me. I'm like, I know, I know, <laughs> you know. Um, but that's it. Like, that, her, her whole, all her, her treasure, I can't be her treasure. I can't. Because all of a sudden it's going to lead in her heart and, and, and that's going to guide her life. And, and, and Jesus is like, it's not going to work. Those things kind of burn up and go away. Those affections. If your affection is not rooted in the things of God, the kingdom of God, you're just going to be disappointed, stressed out, overwhelmed. And he's trying to realign us. This is gracious. This is not a condemnation. Which I think a lot of times there's around these conversations is like, shame on you. That's what we feel. Shame on you. You should know better. Do you not know the better? Come on. You should know better. And that's not what he's getting at. He's like, it's got to be so hard for you to put all your faith, all your life, all your mental strength, all your emotions in that thing, in your finances, in your marriage, in your time and how it's spent or your success or whatever it is, your 401k. It's got to be so hard because it just keeps letting you down and it just kind of is frivolous in some ways. 
Not to say that we shouldn't be wise with our time and our money and all those things in our marriages. It's just like, if that's what you're all about, then that's what you're all about. And he's offering us a kingdom perspective. That's what Jesus is offering us. He's like, yeah, but you can look over here. Look at these birds over here. <laughs> look at these flowers over here. You're so much more important. You're so much more important. Live like that. Live kingdom life. Live a life that's focused in on the Father's love for you. His abiding love that's guiding you every day. And by the way, you don't have the capacity to just keep stressing you out with tomorrow. You don't. You just have a capacity to do today really well and really faithful. Uh, I heard a quote uh, the other day from Dallas Whitler, which was about righteousness. And I was thinking about Matthew 6.33, which says, you know, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Um, and he said, righteousness is doing the next right thing. Doing the next right thing. And I thought that was great. That was really centering. It's like, yes, every moment matters. Every moment is good. But if I'm distracted by all these other things, if I call the, all these other things treasures other than really living out my life in light of who God is and what he's called me to do, I'm just distracted all the time. And I'm not leaning in and moving forward to what he's asking or calling or inviting me into. Because where you invest uh, your security, you will rest. And that doesn't mean you're going to have rest. That just means you're going to live in that reality. And is that reality really bringing you life? Or is it crushing you? I think for so many of you, just investing your lives in all the wrong things all the wrong things. But what if you started investing your life in the things of God? And evaluate that. Again, it's not a con it's not a condemning thing. It's going it's an evaluating thing. Man, I'm really obsessed about my time or my money or my 401k or the stock market. But it just continues to rob from me. It's one a big high on one day, a big low on the other day. But man, as I center myself in the love of Christ, as I serve people and love and care and be generous, it just brings me life and joy. These are the things of the kingdom of God that Jesus is inviting us into. And he's like, live this way. I promise you, I promise you, you're going to find a deeper fulfillment if you're investing. Watch your heart. Your heart will tell you where your treasure is. And so just back up out of it. Where are you at? Honestly, ask the question, where is your treasure? Where is your heart at? Spirit of the living God, we need you to reveal this to us. We really do need your help. We need you to show us that. We don't want to live in a stressed out space anymore. We want to believe and rest in the fact that you have a plan, you have a will for our lives. And that's where you are our treasure. And so teach us, guide us, and lead us in the way everlasting. So take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time.